What's up, guys, and welcome. Today, we're going to be uh, kind of giving you guys a little bit of an introduction to the new podcast. T. Willie, what are we going with for the name? Uh, we've got a couple good ones here. Had a few that we decided between. Let's go with Rally Caps On as our podcast name. I like it. I like it. We're going to reserve the right to change that, but for now, Rally Caps On. Um, just quick intro, guys. My name's Jaime. Um, we're just two dudes. This is my buddy Tyler. Two dudes that love sports, and we're going to be kind of coming at you with some hot takes, breaking it down, um, all the major sports from all sorts of different angles. So obviously, we want this to be interactive, and we'll kind of see what you guys like and run with, but we wanted to really create a show that I think expresses what a lot of us like sports nerds really feel and, and want to talk about. So, Yeah, and yeah, we'll definitely have some, uh, some bad, sarcastic, um, funny takes about certain people that we... Uh, that we love to see and hear about. Um, we're just uh, excited to get this started with you guys and uh, just share our thoughts. And we'd love to hear from you guys whenever you get the chance. So uh, a basic rundown of the, sh- the show is we'll be given some top news and events from from what's going on in the MLB, certain things that happen in the NFL, NBA, you name it, golf. Uh, we're just big uh, major sports fans that just want to uh, share all these with you. And yeah, absolutely. We're going to be... We're gonna be hitting it, giving you guys the giving you guys the real talk. I feel like there's a kind of a void, like for us sports fans too, especially with the way that like sports is covered with Sports Center now. It's like you don't really get that like analysis and like just the the nuance, the funny the funny breakdowns, like whether it's like yeah. just like funny shit that's happening or um, like diving deep into the stats. And we got some hot takes. I think there's 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 gonna be no shortage of hot takes here. I mean, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. If you want to come at it, that's fine. Come get Colin, some. Colin, 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 Colin Coward, come right get some. Right in the mix, right now. Yep, absolutely. All right, absolutely. Uh, let's go with let's go with our first segment that we'll do. Uh, if you were commissioner of the league today, you've been named commissioner. What's the first rule you're going to change, and what does that do? So I think, like, obviously, we're both baseball guys, right? Like, I love baseball. I love nothing more than for people to enjoy baseball because I I believe in the sport. I think it's a great game, but. Call like it is, baseball as it's being played right now sucks. And to me, it's up to Major League Baseball. They have to change the rule. They have to be willing to adapt the game to create the product they want. They've done it in the NFL. They've done it in the NBA. Immediately, first thing, and this is easy, you have to ban the shift. you got to ban the shift. Two infielders infielders on either side of second base at all times. It allows players to put – people are mad at these guys for striking out and not putting the ball in play. Why would you hit ground balls and put the ball in play when statistically they're just going to be out? So you can't be mad at the players for it. It's up to the leadership of the game. Just like the NFL when they moved the PATs back. That was a great move. You took a play that was it was boring and it was pointless. It, it emphasized skill from the kickers. It brought into the strategy of whether you go for two more often. And it just made a play that was boring and nothing happened and made it... Okay, now they only hit it whatever 80 85% of the time. Right, so now it mixes into the game. For me, I think like huge. I think you ban the shift right away. What about you, yeah. T-Willie? Um All right, so the one I would ban or the the rule I would change, I should say, is banning mound visits. And I know that sounds a little wild uh, when you first hear it, but in every single other sport, you know, a timeout is not necessarily the same thing. You you go in and you see that like they go and meet up and run plays together, but in baseball, you know exactly what's going on out there. What if you're getting hit, you know you're getting hit. It's not it's not anything that you can change by a mound visit. You might switch up the tempo of the game, 
but for the for the viewers, for the people who were trying to help them market this thing in the first place. It so. sucks. It exactly. freaking sucks. There's no action. There, there's literally two dudes standing there. Think about like, yeah, it just sucks, man. Like, right. I think that's a great idea. You should, uh, not to mention, I feel like too, like these guys are pro pitchers. Like you don't need someone to walk out of the dugout, get on the mound and tell you whatever, like and tell you to throw some strikes. Yeah, there, buddy. yeah, for sure. I, I, I just think that's a great, that's a great thought too, Willie. Cause it's a perfect example of baseball needs to like, that's an easy thing they could do to cut down time and to make the pace Make it make it go faster, and honestly, too, like put pressure on the pitchers and put pressure on the managers to make decisions. Right, like, and yeah, it, it enhances the strategy of the game. I think, in in my opinion, for sure, they did do a great job of the minimum number of batters that they face in an inning. You know, making making pitchers kind of battle through things yep. and and not being able to just specialize and go up there and get one guy out. So, they're making progress, but there's so many more things that they can do, and we're gonna touch on some more of those later, but. Uh, let's get into another one here. If, um, let's see. All right. Next one, James Harden. T Willie, give me your, give me your instant reaction to, so obviously like over the past week, we, there's been some big movement, right? So Harden's holding out now, like might be reporting who the hell knows. Showing up to clubs. Yeah. Nights before he's supposed to be there. Which also I think is funny that there's like. I haven't seen him taking any heat on like Twitter or anything like that for going to strip clubs during a pandemic when like yeah. Justin Turner gets roasted for going out there. So like he's a guy that surprisingly goes under the radar for how big of a superstar he is and how, how often the media will just ignore how kind of ridiculous and how ins- insanely absurd some of the things he does are demanding trades, uh, ruining his team's salary cap, like pretty much yearly at this point. I mean, he. Yep. He's almost like the owner, but he just has no ramifications to whatever he does, and he's uh, he's a character, man. So. so so James Harden, right? You go to Houston, you literally get to play. Like I don't even think I don't even consider what he's been doing basketball. Like he's playing <laughs> he's playing Harden ball. Yeah. Like they literally look at what they did last year. They literally just give you the ball. He dribbles forty seven times every possession. Like they built an entire team. And he built an entire roster around letting Harden do whatever the hell he wants. Okay, yeah, thinking it works for three. They went on a three-game stretch where they win with a bunch of tiny guys in. For they sure, they trade Clint, Clint Capella, who yep, see ya. Probably a valuable piece. You might have needed him when you uh, when you need to guard someone who's big. Uh, Jokic, for example. I mean, would have been nice to have a guy not seven inches shorter than him. Hundred percent. You know they were kicking themselves when they saw Lakers winning with like the whole shift right back to yep. size. CP3, see ya. Russ, see ya. Like, at what point do you take... Like, people beat up LeBron anytime they don't win, right? For like Bron's, makes a manager. Bron's not a good leader. Or, like, Bron right. made us use all our picks. When is James Harden, like... Dude, he's got to catch some heat for this. And you yeah. know what? Like, I get it. He's super efficient, and he's an offensive player like we've never seen before. I'm not saying he's not good. He is. Like, uh, James Harden does things off... He's one of the most talented offensive players in the history of basketball. He's also helped by insanely high usage rate and being allowed to just play. I mean, seriously, what player has ever had an entire roster system organization crafted around him and he doesn't get it done in the playoffs? Yeah, like, I'm tired. Over and over he again. chokes in the playoffs. And that's, right. you know, I mean, I don't even think that's a hot take. That's just what's going on. But he needs to start catching some heat for this. And this whole situation right now, um, like, how many superstars have to come in and out? Dwight Howard, too. Like, I know he's a kind of a malcontent, but, like, again, worked out this year in L.A. with LeBron. Like, 
if in terms of keeping teammates in check, like so we've gone Harden's gone through Howard, CP3, um, Russell Westbrook, they got rid of Capella, mortgaged all this stuff, and I just feel like people keep just talking about, oh well he does this or he does that, but yeah, I mean, isn't the goal to win a championship? Right. Right? Yeah. Like the the point the you play to win the game. Yep. Right? And I mean every other superstar that that you can tell the the things that they do, they've got that in mind. You know, they they want to build them around themselves in a way that helps them win. And it almost seems like Harden wants to build a way build a team around himself that just helps him be James Harden. And yes, James Harden is very good, but James Harden we know we we know by record he doesn't win games when it really matters and cannot win a championship playing that style of basketball. Exactly. I firmly I firmly believe that. And you're seeing this I think this is a big thing too. Like you're seeing it with the Bucks. The Bucks running through. We talked about this. I, we were on this in the fall of last year with the mm-hmm. with the Bucks. I said, dude, the Bucks are not going to win a championship. Yeah, you can't win with Middleton being your number two guy. And that system and that flow works over the course of 82 games. Because let's face it, that's a long ass NBA season, and there's a lot of games where they're going to play Charlotte, and like no one's trying defensively, and they get easy looks. The difference is. Like it's kind of like playoff baseball. Like it's almost it's a very different game in the playoffs. And I yep. think these teams are not like like for Budenholzer. Now we're talking about the Bucks, but like, dude, you know this, man. Like this is your job. You need to know this. You can't just be like, oh, well, we were really efficient in the regular season. Hopefully, it carries over. Like you, you, there's a big enough body of evidence to show you that that's not going to work. And I feel like these guys just they like hide behind the regular season success. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you got to win games. But I want to bring it back, like. What do you think on James Harden, like, trying to force force his way out of Houston after, for seven years, they've literally given him anything he wanted, made all the trades he wanted. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that Daryl Morey wanted to trade Chris Paul. That was a Harden thing. They yeah. traded for the guy he wanted. One year later, he's done with this. Like, I mean, I'm all about player empowerment, but that seems like it's going a little bit too far. What do you? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, if you're a GM in today's league right now, do you want this dude on your team? Like, yes, I mean... What did he score last year? 35 points per game, and he was incredible. But when you look at that from a roster standpoint, when you look at that from a roster standpoint, I mean, he he's a cancer. I mean, you just have to see that. And I think most owners understand that now, and they're going to stay away from him. I mean, it, I can't think of a single team off the top of my head that wants a guy like that and expects themselves to be able to win and go into playoffs and and actually come away with what they're shooting for. So, if you're the if you're the Rockets GM right now, do you trade Harden? Well, like, what do you what do you do? What would I trade him for? Or, do mean, you do you trade him? Like he he it he wants to be traded. It's clear. Like, yeah. Do you actively look to trade him? Do you just tell him like what, what's your move? Well, I feel like you got to get at least a couple first round picks out of whatever you're gonna whatever you're gonna try to trade him for. But I I still don't I don't see any team wanting to do that, and unless they're completely desperate like the charlottes of the world like the i don't know like san antonio right now could use a little bit of influx of power but i'm not seeing if you're the gm i mean really if it's a great question if i'm the gm i don't trade him i say you know what you built this hole you gotta sleep come play and maybe maybe we re i take it at least to the deadline and see if teams get desperate but like dude at some point you have to Like again, I I totally I'm I'm down with players picking their destination and like listen, I think we all like I think any modern sports fan is someone who realizes that for a long time there's been a way too much of an imbalance in power between ownership and the players. And I think yep. like 
LeBron specifically has helped to shift that wave to something where it's more 50-50. But this idea that you can have a contract and then just one year after you've been given and acquiesced to with all the stuff, just demand a trade. I mean, that's like, you have to draw a line somewhere. And yeah. I, I think I think he's just being, in my opinion, unreasonable. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, how many years does he have left on his contract now? I think he's got this year and one more. So the, and the, yeah, that's yeah, the other I think thing. you ride it out. Yeah, the yeah. Rockets offered him the Supermax. Right. So he turned down five years, $200 million. So, like... I, I mean, at this That's point, I think, dude, you you gotta you gotta show up and play. Like, and I think I don't know how this how this works logistically, but like, dude, I I would I would move to not pay him. Like, if I don't show up to work, I don't get paid. Yep. Yeah, you gotta same, incentivize. Same thing, man. Somewhere. And you know what? So there's days when I'm pissed off about it or whatever. I'm not happy with some something management did, but like, that's part of being a pro. You still have to you still have to show up and play. And I I just think it's gonna the NBA teams need to also like. It's one thing to listen to players, but you also have to honor contracts to to a certain extent, especially yeah. in a league where like contracts are guaranteed. So, I, I I don't know. And this idea, and I'll just we'll keep the rant going here. This idea that Harden in Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD dumpster fire. Really, I don't know what you got on that, no, but like it, anybody that thinks that's a good idea, I mean, listen, I'll go on record right now saying like there's no shot the Nets are finishing top two in the East if that happens. No shot, yeah. I, I mean, like, and I don't, I don't know, maybe that's not a hot take, but for me personally, I mean, you're going to get three of, like, the most difficult guys to, like, Katie, Katie's a good guy, but he's surly, right? They basically like, already tried this in Oklahoma City. Yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. You're swapping one guy out, and then you're just hoping it's going to work again with a new coach. I mean, yes, Steve Nash is probably going get to a, get a little bit of fire under his guys, and, and they're going to be a good team. But if you add Harden to that mix, I don't think that makes you one game better. I, I think you... And Almost it's three. Worse as a team. It's three players who need that. They're three on-ball players. Yes, they have to have it. I mean, I mean, I don't even think like people want to talk about like the big three in Miami, but like you still had Chris Bosh, who's like not going to be a guy who's on-ball. I mean, that that would be. I don't even know that we've seen a team with that makeup before. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. But this this Harden stuff is is crazy, and you know, it'd be it'd be cool to see him in a different situation and hopefully he gets more opportunities to prove himself in the playoffs. But at this point, I don't even think, I really don't even think it's much of a debate because there's so much of a body of evidence and body of work to show that like the dude doesn't win in the playoffs and right. you know, CP three pulls his hamstring. <clears throat> maybe they're going to win that, but you know what? Like if you start playing what ifs, then everything's in play. Like that's part, that's part of sports. So that sucks, but that's one year. And we're talking about, you know, a double digit multi, uh, you're a veteran in the NBA. Yeah, so. I'd say let him let him go to free agency and let someone else uh, pay him the big bucks. And you got to rebuild if you're Houston, but you see where they go from there. For sure, for sure. All right, T. Willie. Next thing I wanted to hit you with. So, Brooklyn Nets have their first media day. Obviously, a lot of hype. KD, Kyrie, apparently DeAndre Jordan too. I don't I don't know. If people are excited about him. He might just be a good friend. Um, and Kyrie basically just issued a statement, did not show up for media day. I think this is like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever, how I've did ever he, heard. How of. did he send the statement? I'm not sure. I think it was, I think he emailed the press, but, oh, but like man. just no show, not even Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Just straight up no show. And I just feel like, dude, that's part of the gig, man. Like I get it. Everyone has, and I think like for all you guys listening to, like everyone has bullshit they have to do at work that they don't want to do. The yep. difference is, like, one, this guy's getting paid $30 million. 
listen, I get it. I know it. I'm sure that it's extremely annoying to talk to the media. And I don't, I don't doubt for a second that they misconstrue, misconstrue his messages. Also, he thinks the earth is flat. So maybe they're just dumbass messages to start with. But like, yeah. dude, the fact that he thinks it's okay to just not show up. Um, I mean, I didn't have much respect for Kyrie Irving, honestly, to begin with. But I think at this point, like if you're still on the defend Kyrie train, good luck, man. Good, good luck on there. Do, what is your thoughts about him in Brooklyn this year? Do you think they run into some trouble with, with his personality and him clashing with KD at all? I think if you think that the Nets are going to play in the NBA Finals, you are crazy. Wow. I, do, I don't think there's any chance. We'll record it, mark it. Listen. We got I, it. We got I've, it rolling. I've been wrong before, but like to think that Kyrie Irving, I mean, again, kind of like James Harden, like how many situations do you have to see before you're like, yo, this isn't an organizational thing. This is a Kyrie Irving thing. Like, he had issues with LeBron in Cleveland. And we've yeah. seen LeBron get along with a ton of different teammates. Like, he played with Dwight Howard this year. All these, Rondo, all these guys. I would guys. say he's brought in some of the most guys with the most personality. Sure. And being able to work For with For sure. And, you, and honestly, too, like. Got him on that vino a little bit. You know yeah, I mean? exactly, man. Yeah. You know, break bread, drink some wine. Yep. You're all buddies. But <clears throat> I just think, like, he had issues there. The whole Boston situation, like, dude, the guy made a freaking commercial saying he wanted to have his number retired in the rafters and four months later was demanding a trade. Not to mention that you see how good Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, even uh, Smart is without him. And look at how bad they played with him there. Like, this is your point guard. This is your so-called leader who makes everyone better. So for me, dude, I am I am so far out on the Nets train. Not to mention, listen... KD's an assassin. KD's amazing. KD was probably the best player in basketball before he got hurt. But, dude, he's seven feet tall and he's coming off an Achilles injury. I'm not saying that he's... KD's still going to be an all-star level player, but is he going to be KD? Is he going to be the best player in the NBA? Or is he now 5 to 15? And that, dude... That's a big difference. A huge difference. Massive difference. A huge difference. And I think people... Everyone's just assuming that he's coming back as the same KD... I think offensively, given his length and, and shot making, he's still going to be able to create. But you got to want, like, defensively, is he going to be the same? Kyrie Irving is terrible defensively. Also, Kyrie Irving, dude, he's played like 40% of his seasons, he's played less than half the game. Yeah, well, he's hardly there. Super injury prone. He's yeah. had three or four knee surgeries, shoulder issues. Um, and yeah, like, I will be absolutely shocked. I'll be absolutely shocked if they make it through this season without. Major, major drama. Yeah, we might have to get a little friendly wager going on on how the Nets do. I, I've got to hand up. I've got to be honest. I took the Nets in a future to get to the NBA Finals. So uh, I'm going to go. What do you, what, what, what type of odds you get? Uh, let's see here. What did I get? I got plus. Because I think it's all about the value, right? Yes. If you've got, you got good enough odds. Right, we got to see. Let me figure out here. We'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit, but. Uh, yes, I, I think somehow, some way that the Bucks do not intimidate. Um, I'm not saying they intimidate me, but the Nets should not not be intimidated by the Bucks. The Heat might be a team you got to look out for again. It's very hard to repeat, though. We've seen this year in, year out. The Golden State Warriors have been the only team to do so in a long time. I the, think the Heat could be primed for regression this year. Yes, they're one of those perfect teams that yeah. outplayed their yep. uh, expected performance. Yep. And they did a great job last year. Let's not take anything away from them. Tyler Hero is incredible. 
even all the way through their entire roster, one through yeah. nine, one through ten was solid, solid playing. And they were just shooting the lights out, playing great defense. The ball was bouncing their way. I don't think they repeat as East champions. It's gonna it's gonna come down to the to the Nets and the Bucks and maybe well, one other wild card team. How um, do we feel how do we feel about the Sixers under under Doc? Is there Toast. No, there there's no, no way the, there's no way the Sixers make any noise. They're gonna stay around right on a five, six seed and they'll get bounced first round like per usual. Um well, we'll see though. I mean See, I think this I think the Sixers Dude, the Sixers are that team that every year everyone's like, "No, this someone is the picks year. them. Someone yeah, picks yeah. them every and year." Yeah, and then and I'm I'm in that boat right now where I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." Maybe. But they got to make Roma? the I think the the Ben Simmons and Bead fit is like that's an issue, man. That's not enough. Like again, dude, you have to have shooting and scoring in the playoffs. Like, yep. I mean, I don't even know that much about basketball, but I can tell you that like exactly. so he doesn't shoot threes. Which, yeah, which that's is a po- problem. That's, Big problem. That's an issue. That's an issue for sure. You got Boston, like obviously Kemba's dealing with the knee stuff, but I think, dude, I like I like Boston. I think I think Boston could be, like I almost think they could be the favorites to come out of the East because you have the cores intact. I think they lose Gordon Hayward, but that could almost be addition uh, addition by subtraction because now you're not there's not tension over who the alpha dogs are like Jason Tatum. It's going to come down to Tatum, right? If Tatum and Jalen Brown can take that leap, right? So if Tatum can become a consistent top five player, and he's gotten better year over year, which I think he could, yeah. Then I think, dude, I think I think the Celtics have as good a chance as anyone in the East to come out of there. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, it's you know, getting much more competitive over the last couple of years. I mean, we were used to watching LeBron just work these dudes, and now at least now that he's out of there, you you get to see some of the other players and get to experience. Uh, just different teams coming out of there. And it's nice to see someone new uh, kind of pop up each year and see if they can uh, do enough to win the title. So Totally. On on that note, <clears throat> obviously, like, we're here in Phoenix. Um, people are super excited about the Suns. Um, so Suns, like, <clears throat> apparently they went undefeated in the bubble. So people are really excited about that, even though... 9-0? Even though... They went 9-0 and still didn't make the playoffs in a year where the playoffs were expanded. So I kind of look at that and I'm like... Dude, you guys were so bad. Um, they traded for Chris Paul. Yep. Uh, who who else did they got? Jay they Crowder. Got Jay Crowder. I think that's a bigger addition than than most people think. He's yep. physical and he can he can kind of uh, be your bruiser. You know, he can be that guy that really gets in the trenches and works hard. Tons of playoff experience. But I think where they're also lacking is uh, DeAndre Ayton. He's he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He was the first overall pick, and he's a on like when you just look at the guy, you're like that dude looks like he can Greek, hoop. Great God. Yes. Yep. Yes. But from what I've seen, I hand up. I watch a lot of Suns games. They're tough to watch. And <laughs> he's a real one, folks. I, I just cannot stand how slow he is in the paint <laughs> and up and down the court. You would think someone that looks agonizing. that athletic could move better. Yes. It's, it's like a. Uh, it's like, like he's a, got something tied to his yeah. shoes, and it's just not happening, man. I, I just don't see the Suns making that jump that some people think they are. It's it's easy to see the hype, you know. Where, where do you where do you see them? What's upside, what's downside? Where do you see the Suns finishing in the West this year? I would be I mean they're a playoff team, we think, correct. right? Uh, yes. I, I think I would be shocked if halfway through the season they're in the four to five seed territory. I I, I think that'd be like 
shooting for the stars for them. That's her upside. That's her. That's her ceiling. That's the highest I yeah. think they're going to reach, and they're going to have a battle in the first round, and it's going to be tough. I mean, you look at the West right now. You've got the Lakers. Yep. You've got the Clippers. Yep. Nuggets. You've got the Nuggets. The Jazz. Blazers made some moves. The, they're going to have Nurkic yes. healthy for the year. Portland is good. People think the Warriors are done, but you've got healthy, healthy Steph, and they're gonna Wiseman. Yep, you got Wiseman, Draymond, and I think they're gonna just tell Steph like Steph's gonna get an opportunity. He's gonna be MVP Steph again. to Jack shots. Yep, and I, I mean, if he if he has a good shooting year, like, I, it, th- there's a lot of teams, right? That's that's the point I'm making. Is there's a lot of there's a lot of teams. The Mavericks, I think. Yes, I think Luca is primed. I'm high. I'm super high. I'm, I'm all in on Luca. Who, by the way, the Suns did not pick. With the first first overall pick, even though their current head coach had coached Luca on his national team, and this is a different ramp, but second year Luca's doing stuff that, I mean, he do, he's in his second year. Look at Aiton, look at Aiton, and how excited people are about the progress he made in his second year. Meanwhile, Luca is going six games on MVP. one leg against the Clippers team that everyone that everybody picked to win the finals in his second year with no Porzingis. Yep. With one on one leg. So there were six to ten point dogs in every single one of those games. Yes. And those were trench fights. Those, yes. They were battling. And he showed you Luca was carrying them. He showed you what Harden has never showed you. Yes. In the biggest moments when his franchise, his team needed they needed Luca to be Luca. Yep. He was Luca. And that's the biggest thing with Harden to come back to it is like, dude, you need to be James Harden in the playoffs. Yeah, not when James Harden needs to be there. Yes. Not yes. in game 46 and you're blowing out Charlotte for the third for, time. For sure. But to bring it back to the Suns, dude, I just... Listen, I, I know a lot of people... So I didn't watch a lot of Suns basketball last year. Um, you know, because I'm not a sadist and I don't like to just like inflict harm on myself. Yeah, but, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I don't get the Aiden thing, man. Like, I don't think... He's fine. Like, he's fine. He's a, he's. I think he's going to be a good NBA player, but... I don't think, I mean, you got CP on the team, so now you're looking at him as the third wheel. But like, I don't see DeAndre Ayton ever being the number two player on a championship caliber team, and I don't even know that I see him being a number three. No, I and, think he's going to be more like an Andrew Bogut type guy, where you see him high praise out of college. He was just a physical mismatch wherever he went. Yep. But when you get to the NBA, when you're playing with the best of the best in the world. I mean, he's just not up there. He, he doesn't seem to make... He's good. He's not going to make that stride. In my the opinion. fit at that position right now in the NBA, like, the guy you want at that position is a guy like Bam. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, right? Like, and look at his motor and how hard he plays and how active he is defensively. I just don't think... And this is, like, another another rant. I don't know where you stand on this, but, like, I don't... I just don't believe that players change their, like... <clears throat> I don't believe they change their, like, mental makeup. Like, he can yeah. improve his skills... Is he going to understand defensive rotations better and blah, 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 all this stuff? But, like, dude, he doesn't have a motor, and I don't think he's a worker, and I don't think he's an energy guy. And, like, I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to change. That's just – it is who he is. Or if they ever do change, you're going to see it change throughout the course of a season. You know, you're going to see a guy go on a streak, and he'll actually show you that he is starting to figure this game out. It's slowing down a little bit for him, and he's able to process things and make those decisions. But, I mean, after two years straight of just watching this happen – it doesn't seem like the game is slowing down at all for DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's his stats will show you a little bit different. You know, he's up there in the top like third, maybe of like centers statistically. But if you're watching but him play, you're and, not and see what's it. that saying? Like, I mean, who are the good centers? Like, Jokic is really yeah. good, and then like, I mean, 
like Rudy Gobert doesn't do anything offensively. He's you know what I mean. Like it's just it's a weak position right now. Right. So I, I I think yeah. I mean again, you could have had Luka Doncic and you you drafted DeAndre Ayton. Like I get it. I know like we want to talk about Ayton, but the fact of the matter remains. I believe Luka Doncic is going to be a generational type player who's going to win MVP awards, and I think titles, Luka, titles. I think he'll win titles. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I I trust that organization. I think like I think Cuban has shown a commitment to winning, and they'll get the right pieces. They'll get the right pieces around there. I mean, obviously, think he's got to wait till LeBron leaves. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be tough, right? Like this next, yeah. I don't see it happening this next year, and I think Porzingis. I'm not high on Porzingis. I, I, I like Porzingis as a player, but I think the idea that he's going to be healthy at this point is you're you're just grasping at straws. Like, he's not going to be healthy. Yes. So, great we'll haircut, see. though. Great haircut. Great haircut. I mean, Gotta he, say he, that about he's, him. He's the unicorn. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. Beautiful. I hung a Porzingis poster in my daughter's room because it was unicorn themed. So, you know, I felt like felt like that was good. But, again, we'll, we'll see, man. I just think, I think people are getting a little too carried away with the Suns. You've got... Aging Chris Paul, we'll see. And I think, you know, is he going to make Aiton better? For sure. We'll see what he does with that. Um, and the thing with Booker is like, dude, I know he's good, but the guy, when was the last time he played in a meaningful basketball game? <laughs> um, like, did did they play? Like, did they make the tournament the year he was, was at Kentucky? I don't like. That's I don't know. Question. That might have been one of those years where they were just like a six seed, and people kind of forgot about him. And then so like at the, at the flew in. That's the, the last time game. he played. That's the last. That's the last yeah. time he played. If if they even did. So again, let's see. Listen, Devin Booker's really good. We all love Devin Booker. Yes, blah, blah, the guy blah, blah, can blah. air it out. I, we get it, but like, let's see him in the playoffs. Like, yeah. let's let's just see. Let's see what he's got. Because like we've we've been emphasizing, and this is what, like you guys will as you listen to this more, you'll get my theme on this. But like. To me, I put so much premium value on those dudes that play in the biggest moments. And I know, like, that's been, there's been a lot of pushback with the analytics now. Like, people are just looking like, oh, well, look at Giannis's efficiency in the regular season, blah, 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 blah. You play for championships. Yep. So, if your performance is drastically worse in the biggest moments in the playoffs, I mean, what are we really talking about here? Yep. Like, I, I I just so again we'll let's let's see let's see where they're at. I I I agree with you too Willie I think I think four I think four or five is their upside I think they're a playoff team I think they're probably somewhere six six between eight we'll see what yep. injuries shake out um but I just think people need to temper temper expectations a little bit for them for sure well I know today we kind of went down the NBA wormhole but we're gonna stay on baseball for most of this uh we're gonna do some great interviews with some people it might not always be baseball guys it's gonna be business owners uh former players minor leaguers major leaguers who knows I mean actors actresses producers writers business owners I said that already but you guys get my point we're gonna just get all kinds of people uh and just learn a little bit about them and and figure out what what their takes on on all this stuff is, because I mean, you you guys know we're bringing the heat. We're gonna we're gonna bring it on, and we got our rally caps on for you guys. So, uh, looking forward to all these uh, future episodes, and we just want to say we love you guys. Absolutely, thanks, fellas. We appreciate it.